Okay, you ready? Go. Hi, and welcome to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThingFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. And I'm Killer Hill. Today is Friday, December 28th, 2007. Two of a kind, for your information, we're two of a kind. Two of a kind, it's my observation, we're two of a kind. Well, welcome to the 12th and final element of Sounds Fabulous. Yes. Camber Hill. This has been a uh, long time brewing. It this sure is, is 12 months of some of the best women on the planet. <laughs> That's true. Yes. It's very true. Contributing to the 12 different aspects of really what it's like to have a fabulous life. Not a good life, not an average life. A fabulous, fabulous life. life. And it what's is. the element of Thinking Fabulous we're talking about tonight? Well, it's all about joy. Tonight's about joy, the final one. Joy. You say joy. I say fun. You, you say, say joy. You say joy. I say fun. But there's lots of different words for the expression that we're looking for, though, isn't That's there? right. There is. There's a lot. And who's our special guest tonight? Well, you know, I'm, I'm really proud to say that we have one of the most entrepreneurial um, uh, women who's forthcoming and developing a new standard of uh, food for all the good people of the world and she her name is Jenny and she owns 118 degrees it's a restaurant that's in Costa Mesa California she is not only the owner she is the chef oh yes and um, if you want to check it out online of course shop 118degrees.com so that you can get your own visual of exactly what Jenny's doing there. But that's who has um, obliged us to give us some information on joy. Uh, oh, well, that's wonderful. The fact that we're affiliating joy with food, I think, is highly appropriate. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, are you on the air there, Jenny? Can you hear me? I am. How are you guys doing tonight? Hi, oh, fabulous. Jenny, uh, as you know, tonight's topic uh, is joy. And I wanted to know, and Cambry Hill wants to know, and all our listeners, all, all eight of them now, uh, <laughs> want to know, uh, what is your feeling about the, the relationship between what you do in your business and your food and, and joy? And joy. Well, I mean, I think that joy is one of the highest states of being uh, mm. that we can find ourselves in, a being that definitely comes straight from the feeling and the word love, I think. Mm. And um, I think anytime you have food involved, <laughs> you get connected to love somehow. Um, and I think one of the most uh, appropriate ways to love ourselves is to uh, feed our bodies incredible food. And the food that we do here at the restaurant and that I enjoy in my daily life definitely brings forth a feeling of joy um, on every level. <laughs> and uh, I think that it's really, really connected. And um, when you experience great health, you also experience great joy, and great health also comes from great eating. Now, tell us a little bit about the concept behind your restaurant. I understand that it's uh, it's raw food, not cooked. Right. Um, we prefer to call it living food um, just because of the connection between life and living. And really what we do here is we prepare um, entrees and snacks and desserts out of um, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and sprouted grains. That's exactly what of, my African gray bird eats. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, instead of uh, applying a heat to them, we dehydrate all of our items. 
So, for example, we'll make excellent uh, pesto pizza. And instead of putting it in the oven, we put it in a dehydrator. Mm. And the dehydrator takes out the moisture and creates an incredible dish mm. that uh, rivals any pizza on the planet, I think. Um, but it's also really good for your body. I imagine and it's really, really rich in flavor as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, flavor is definitely not something we sacrifice here. So, um, and, you know, that's part of joy, too. It's, it's being able to really enjoy our food and enjoy the experience of eating. Ooh, enjoy. I like how she brought that in. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> and you also have, do you have um, in your beverage menu, is there alcohol? I'm really starting to like you a lot more oh, right that, now. That's true. <laughs> and, um, and how does the alcohol, which is my favorite diet, ha- grapes, I love grapes, how does that blend in with your disciplines there? Well, um, we see organic beers and wine um, as a really nice uh, complement to the food that we serve. Organic? Um, Ooh. All of the organic beers and wines, specifically the wines, um, are much lower in sulfite. Um, they've all been grown in a matter closest to the, the most ancient traditions of winemaking. Um, mm. And there are really, you know, a lot of positive benefits to drinking small amounts of wine <laughs> on a daily or, you know, weekly basis. Are, are you suggesting that my bottle a day is a little over the top? Well, not necessarily. Thank you, because I do consider, I but, consider uh, you an expert. Not if it brings you joy. It's not only <laughs> that. It brings me joy. <laughs> it brings me but, joy. You know, the wine is a really nice um, way to be able to bring together family and friends that right might um, have different types of eating background, but, you know, can enjoy a glass of wine together right. and try something new at the same time. Well, what I'm curious about is now that she's in this, you know, very refined state of existence. Right. <laughs> Was there a time when you really just simply ate crappy? Absolutely. <laughs> I was raised on cheese puffs and beef jerky and all those things that a kid loves to eat, and uh, definitely from a meat and potatoes background. Ah. And uh, once I got a little bit out of high school and started realizing that there was so much more to my life, <laughs> as we all kind of do when we're kind of coming to our own um, I started learning about yoga, and really from there I started learning about a more holistic version of life and started experimenting in the realms of vegetarian and vegan and raw food. So. Do you find that there are um, young persons who come to your um, restaurant to seek employment who are just your typical, um, you know, everyday kids who get all of a sudden like, wow, this is like so cool, and they are transformed by what they're exposed to at your site? Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of times we get two things. We get customers who come in, and they don't even know what they're in for. (laughs) They get here, and they see a lot of other young people, and they start interacting, and they realize how much energy, how much fun is really behind this uh, lifestyle, if you will. Fabulous. And then they are really interested in working with us and in doing anything they can to get more involved in the lifestyle. Oh. And the other thing we find is people who are already kind of dabbling with the lifestyle and looking for more support. Yeah. So they show up here and they, they're ready and willing to do anything so that they can learn more about it and take it out into the world in their own, you know, manner right. of... Um, life and it's really cool to see especially because i would say the average age of our staff yeah. is you know between 19 and 23 uh-huh. okay that's yeah. good now do you yeah. find it um eating raw and cooking in this way is easy to do at home or is it a little more difficult well i think it's 
it's all in what you make it, you know. Um, mm. When I first got into Living Foods, I did really simple, basic recipes, and I felt wonderful and great. Um, depending on where you exist with your food already, um, it can be really easy to let it go and get into something new, and it can be all about adventure. And if you go at it with, from that you know, perspective and in that viewpoint, I think you get a lot more out of it, and it's a lot more fun huh. um, than if you're looking at it like, oh, this is so hard, it's so different. Yeah. Um, you know, it can be really, really about learning new things. I mean, I think I never even had a mango until I was into raw food. Oh, my goodness. And for, some, uh, for a young girl being from the state of California to never have a mango is, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm a young so. boy from California, and I never heard of mangoes until two years ago. Um, and you know what? See, um, I don't know. I gotta talk to your mom. I'm, I'm telling you, somebody <laughs> gotta talk to her. She needs a spanking. Um, That's right. I just bring her in. We'll feed her some mangoes. A fabulous idea. I just um, learned today as well that Jack Jack Lalane is a vegetarian, and he has been since 1929. Isn't that I mean, amazing? He's, he's 92, you know, and he's still he's still pumping it out, and he he gets most of his protein from like white eggs. But but here in your situation, like your restaurant's name, 118, do you walk around with a uh, thermometer stick and stick it in your foods until you get to 116? Or I mean, how intense is that measuring of the degree with your cooking in everyday life? No, um, really, what we do with Living Foods is we're never applying an applied heat. For example, like from a stove or mm-hmm. an oven. Mm-hmm. We're working only with a dehydrator, and a dehydrator basically rotates um, warm air through a machine with a fan, and it's just taking moisture out, much like the sun would um, if the element was exposed out in the wind and the sun and things like that. And basically what it's doing is creating a different texture or a different feel for whatever we put in there based on the moisture being removed. So instead of being stuck in a, a stove at a high heat where it's going to get crispy and charred, we never mm. really have to worry about it. We set our dehydrator at 110 degrees, and that way, um, no matter how long it's in there, it never raises above 118, mm. and it just mostly takes the moisture out. It's a whole different method of preparation. Okay, so there is no, it's not about fires in your joint or your kitchen at home at all? No, not at all. So I have, have to have a dehydrator. Do I have to have a dehydrator? I have to have one in my home, right? You should have one in your home. I think you would enjoy it. Oh, my God. I just got caught with my pants down. Don't got a dehydrator. I understand. You have to go to... In fact, now, a lot of the big companies, Viking and places like that, you can actually get a... Instead of a stove, you can have them convert it to a dehydrator. Oh, my God. Come on. Even my mom has a dehydrator. She got hers from Ronco, I believe. It's seen on TV. (laughs) Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to do some research. I mean, you can definitely turn a dehydrator above 118 degrees, but it's very easy to monitor. All right. Oh, wow. so, well, I think I should just probably visit your restaurant a few more times so that I can start to get the knack of what is possible and uh, wrap my brain around that and then get my dehydrator. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really funny. The first time I ever used a dehydrator, I just thought it was like baking. And I had this recipe that said, you know, turn the item every two hours and... You know, after that, you know, every half hour for the last two hours, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is an eight-hour process, you know. Right. So I set my alarm, and I was there. You know, I even woke up in the middle of the night to do this. <laughs> and I'm looking at this item going, you know, it hasn't really changed much. And I'm really <laughs> expecting that it's going to be, you know, charred or burned or Something. otherwise unedible if yeah. I don't get back to it exactly two hours from right. the time I put it in. Right. And I learned through that experience that it's just a whole different format, and you have to just forget everything you know about cooking. Huh, so and start, start, you know, it's, it's 
Yeah, fresh it's like the Buddhist mind, a, a new mind, a fresh mind. Yeah, um, exactly. Do you have a favorite recipe that you can share with our eight listeners? <laughs> I think our pistachio pesto is one of my favorite recipes to yeah, share because yeah. it's so easy and simple to make at home. Anyone can make it as long as you have a blender. And it's easy with fresh ingredients that are easy to find at your local farmer's market. Okay, you tough. just take four cups of pistachios. And in your blender, you go ahead and put two cups of extra virgin olive oil, a dash of salt, two cups of fresh basil, and if you can find like a chai basil, it's even more fun. Yeah, okay. Put in the liquid in the basil and blend it up as best as possible. Add 10 cloves of garlic, which sounds like a lot, but it's perfect in this recipe. Blend it up, and then at the end, you add the, the four cups of pistachios. Blend that up, and it becomes this rich, creamy pesto that you can put on anything. So that, oh. that's my favorite one to share, and it's great to take to parties, great to take anywhere you go where you want to introduce a friend to something new. What and, do you put, what uh, do you generally... really good for you, high in protein. What do you generally put it on? We put it on our pizzas here. It's the main spread that we use oh, on okay. our sprouted kamut and olive crust. Okay. Um, you can put it on any sort of leafy vegetable and make kind of like a handheld out of the, like cabbage or um, kale leaf or romaine lettuce leaf. That's kind of fun. You can mix it into salads with some lemon juice or tomatoes for dressing. You can do quite a lot with it. Fantastic. Well, um, if our listeners want to find your fabulous restaurant there, uh, where would they go to find you? Okay, well, we're located at a really unique shopping center in Orange County called The Camp. Camp. We're right off the corner of Bristol and Baker, and we're very near to the corner. You can see us if you just kind of look past the Chevron station. We're right there, big, beautiful, Burnt wood frame frames our door, and uh, we have some really beautiful local plants growing in front. And um, orange chairs can be seen through the <laughs> parking lot, and a bunch of happy people inside eating and just having fun. Fabulous happy people. Fabulous. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and what about your uh, email or your websites in case people are in Alaska on the way to California and want to eat fabulous food? How do they find you there? Our website is www.shop, S-H-O-P, 118degrees, D-E-G-R-E-E-S, dot com. Fabulous. And your phone number down there? 714-754-0718. Fabulous. Well, thank you very much. We know that this is a uh, this is one of your busiest nights at 118, and we thank you for stepping into your private office and spending time with us here on the Sounds Fabulous broadcast. And we'll look forward to dining and laughing with you in the future. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. And stay fabulous. Thank you. Have a healthy, healthy and happy, prosperous New Year. All right. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Have a joyous weekend. <laughs> you as well. Thank okay, bye you. Bye for now. Bye-bye. And it's no good. And it's no good. Waiting. You got to go to the city. Just got off the coke. We had her. <laughs> she has a great diet. 
but her drug addiction is really <laughs> annoying. I, I know oh, I'm sorry. I know I'm sorry. you're kidding. Of course Cameron. I am. You're of course kidding. she's clean. She's been clean for months. Of course, with the kind of food she's eating. Where she do you think I met clean. her? She's clean as a whistle. I met her in Palm Springs at the Ford Center, where she was cooking in her bedroom. Wow, this girl is just really, really amazing. I really love her enthusiasm. Oh, she makes me want to eat better. She makes yeah. she makes she makes me want to be a better eater. <laughs> she wa- you know, I didn't really have a concept of this dehydrator. I thought it was a machine that sucked the life out of something. Not no, put certainly it in. not. No, you know, it, it is funny it could be an how effective a fan can be. Uh, you know, I sometimes I keep the fan over my bed running at night. In the morning, I am so dehydrated. I know it works. Trust oh. me, it totally works. Oh, oh, yeah, me too, me too. Lots now, of the, water. Now, a lot of people might get confused when they listen to this podcast and know that tonight's element of Thinking Fabulous is joy, and yet here we are talking about dehydrated food. But the, the point was, of course, the, the, joy, the joy of... of not uh, cooking. The joy of non-cooking. <laughs> of or, non-cooking. Or of uncooking. Of or, uncooked. And just basically the fact that you can find joy in... Joy of food. Just about anywhere. Yeah, the and, joy of drink. What's more joyful than eating? I think a lot of us, especially this time of year, when we're in the middle of our New Year's resolutions and we're really contemplating our relationship with food, right. it's important to talk about right. the joy of eating. Right. And, what and the joy of body. having what food does, because uh, when we're little tykes, we just um, get dished out um, certain stuff and we eat it, and then we have this really kind of emotional play along with what we're eating and we make an association that that's what we should do and we plot along in our life but food is really this vital huge magnificent part of being alive medicine is food and food is medicine and it should be treated as such and when you begin i remember the first morning i woke up after doing some lsd with a really great looking girl and (laughs) i rolled over and i said so can i have a hot cup of tea and, and do you have plenty of white sugar in the house and she said excuse me we don't do sugar here I'm like, uh, excuse me, we just came off of a big high and I need some sugar. She's like, no, 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 we do honey here. Oh, great God in heaven, you're so cute and you gave me such a good romp in the hay. I guess I'm just going to go along with you for tonight. And the consequence (laughs) of that terrible, magnificent moment was I got a book called Sugar Blues. And I recommend it highly. It's the only book I know that's ever been written like it was written. And it's called Sugar Blues. And that was my initiation into being intelligent about what I was putting into my body and uh, you know consequently I didn't do any more LSD or you know any of the other silly stuff that was contaminating and driving me crazy I'd already established my craziness so I was done with that Uh and um, I eliminated food uh, excuse me eliminated sugar out of my daily products so it could it, it sugar had to be at least the third thing on the ingredient list for me to be able to ingest it mayonnaise ketchups all that um Getting back to the 12 elements, what made you want to include, and I'm sure the answer is very obvious, but what made you want to include the joy or fun or happiness or bliss, whatever you want to call I'm it? I'm glad that you went around. The, yeah, I'm going around. You the added I'm a lot accommodating. of stuff yeah, I'm you accommodating. Were. You were, you what were, made you, you want are. to enjoy, what, what made you want to apply this to the 12 elements of Thinking Fabulous? And the reason I'm asking that is because it seems like such an obvious thing. You think people would actually forget to be happy, but why did you want to include it? The joy. Yes. Um, because I really want people to be mindful that joy is a decision. Um, (laughs) When you wake up in the morning and your feet hit the floor, it is your observations, it it is your choices, it is your response mechanisms to choose joy 
in your life so that you can be healthy, happy, and fabulous. Because you just don't go from having a good life to having a fabulous life like that. You have to do things on purpose for fun and having joy being an intention really kind of mixes it. You know, here it is. It's a Saturday, darling. What should we do? What should we do that will be filled with joy today? I mean, that really lifts it to a whole new playground of thinking than just going, wow, it's Saturday. You want to do anything interesting today? I mean, that is so boring. <laughs> well, you know, I have taken uh, this whole concept to heart. Mm-hmm. As you know, um, the 12 elements of Thinking Fabulous have become a vital part of my own lifestyle. Every time we have one of these podcasts, I take it home, I mull it over, I think about it, I chew on it, and I act on it. Wow. And uh, um, I have noticed that in the last few months, I've been a bit grouchy at home lately. I've been not necessarily a happy guy. Hmm. And... Um, not that long ago, uh, something good happened to me, put me in a good mood, so I was joyful yeah. for a day. Yeah. And my partner turned to me and said, God, you're in a good mood. And I noticed- As if that was odd? As, as if that was odd. Uh-huh. And what I decided to do is to make it my goal mm. to to make that not be an unusual statement. That's huge. Yeah, I, I wanna be joyful, I wanna be happy. Yeah. And I want people to notice and to, to see that as a default state for me. Yeah, right. You know on. what I mean? That's you. And and I think that's probably the point that you're trying to get across yes. in your elements of thinking fabulous to make joy be your default state. Yeah, standard. And, and have someone say, "Gee, you're you're not happy today." You know, that oh, yeah. that is unusual. Yeah, what's not, wrong? How can in, I help? Instead of, "My god, you're happy. What's wrong?" What's wrong? <laughs> that's not right. That's an indicator <laughs> that you need to take some changes. I like how you uh how you decided to kind of uh, to take the tangent and take the abstract and and to associate joy with food and specifically with good food and raw food because I know you're a vegetarian mm-hmm. and uh, what you eat and, and how you eat it is incredibly important to you. It is. And that just, does your food keep you a joyful person, Cameron? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and you know, um, I currently have a little part-time gig and I am surrounded by sneezing, coughing, midgets and tall people and short people and fat people and skinny people Thousands of them in uh, 72 hours uh, a week, and or 40, four days a week. How many is four days at, at? That's 48 hours. Yeah, that's right. No, four days at eight. Eight times four is 36. 36 hours a week. No, 27 hours a week. I'm exposed to all kinds of stuff, and <laughs> I have math, maintained, but... except with the exception of only two days, complete and utter health. So. It's a testament, and at 46 years of age, uh, being fabulous, oops, heard a little eek about the 46, heard a little eek about the 46, um, I have uh, maintained a consistent well-being all of my life, and I attribute it to my habits of thinking and eating. Cameron Hill, this has been a fabulous series of, of podcasts yes. that we've done this year. Yes, may they be um, blessed with good fortune. I'm very happy that Joy was the one that we wrapped it up on. Indeed. Uh, next week, what do you think we'll be talking about in our Sounds Fabulous podcast next week? It's going to be Sounds Fabulous CD number two. <laughs> We're going to work out our next series. You won't find anything out about it nope. until you tune in nope. and tune up. It's going to be even better. With Sounds Fabulous. I'm Tommy Gable. And I am Kember Hill. You've been listening to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThinkFabulous.com. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.